This is the Gary V Audio Experience. I've got to tell you, I am fired up for a couple reasons. Number one, the fact that Virginia Tech's wine class is watching right now, Coach Boyer, as I call him Coach. Coach, uh, I'm excited that you got the team here and everybody, and uh, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that. You? Very cool. Yeah. That's all you have to say, Trout? It's awesome. Good. Uh, But more importantly, or not more importantly, but equally, I'm excited to do a little bit of a wine episode. Uh, For a lot of you that are watching right now, you know I've created this thing called First in Line, which is a text messaging and Facebook Messenger app uh, database so I can give away, I'm actually doing one right now, 60 seconds of my time to 60 people, Snapchat, so Twitter's exploding as as we speak right now. Uh, And the other thing I get to do is use that data, and we have a couple thousand people that are in the wine business on in the database and we sent them, only them, a message yesterday to ask questions of my guest here. Let me let me set it up and then I'll let him uh, really give his origin story. So you, you need to think about that for a few minutes, my friend. Uh, I, uh, I've been in the wine business a very long time. I've been out of it uh, at some level for a little bit of time. Um, I recently went to wine country working on a secret wine project. Uh, I came across this gentleman. I'd heard of stories of this man. You know, think of it like you know Bigfoot. Like you've heard of such a per- thing, but actually seeing it up close uh, was even better than I can imagine. Everybody, I promise you, the other eleven people that were around on this day that we got to spend a couple hours were grossly entertained by our banter. I, I actually think the greatest upside of my career is convincing this gentleman to go on a two-man road show with me. I think we can sell out arenas. Uh, I think across the globe, um, I think we have a, a cadence and a, uh, a relationship that was instantaneous. And as you guys know, I don't really recall the wine world that often on this format, but I wanted him to be a guest, mainly because he's a fucking ridiculous character, uh, but also because he's an entrepreneur. And and during those hours and that lunch and that time we got to hang out, I got to, I got to do, in my way, sneak in some questions subtly that really impressed me on his journey uh, what he's doing in the wine world, and I'm super excited you're here. Thank you very much. Thank you, Gary. It's a uh, great honor to be here with uh, all you folks and uh, and whoever is listening. Uh, hello, from just my mom. Je- uh, what about your dad? Nope, he won't listen to okay. shit. <laughs> so, why don't you tell the Vayner Nation who you are and what you do, and a little bit about how you got there? Clay- while I pour your 2016 summer. I hope you have it chilled. Uh, Clay Shannon from right, if it Lake County, chilled, California. Quick, before Clay says, you always this, interrupt if, people. I do. Okay. Uh, if you know, if it's not chilled, so do it's I. warm. I know. That's why we have <laughs> such chemistry. Um, this is about to be some show. If you don't chill white wines, you can actually taste what they actually taste like. It's you know, you really get to the flavors. And the reason Clay wanted me to chill this was he wanted to disguise the flaws. That's not accurate. Okay. And well, I'm going to think a little bit before I speak here because <laughs> it's on uh, the record. Uh, when we had so much fun, we did have a little wine tasting. It was yes. about 10 a.m. in the morning, and uh, I, I don't eat because I don't have time to eat. Yes. And uh, uh, we had a little wine, didn't drink, didn't, uh, well, didn't spit it out. Right. Uh, you swallowed. But I did swallow. Yeah, yep. absolutely. As you should. Um, I'm from Hillsburg, California, yep. uh, Sonoma County, and uh, was there for, let's see, I moved out in 1985, had a little business there. And I uh, went to work for Shutter Home Winery, Trincaro, for about almost 10 years. Hey, I'm Mike from Team Gary V. Today's episode is a 2018 conversation with Clay Shannon. You won't want to miss what Gary and he say about the power of influencer marketing. And left there and started a labor contract. How did you company. start your Sutter Home career? Because I remember this from our time hanging out. There's a local newspaper called Press Democrat, and uh, there was an ad in there looking for a vineyard manager, and I uh, applied for the job, and they didn't hire me because- You weren't qualified. Uh, I was too young. Yeah. I was too young, and I was too polite. 
Too and, polite. Yeah, yeah. No, is too young. How, I had that, no experience. I don't know you, anything. Is that how you recalled it? <laughs> uh, no, I just uh, have a little fun here. But yep. the uh, no, they didn't hire me, but they loved my energy and uh, hired an older gentleman. And uh, two weeks later, uh, came back to me and said, hey, we, we want you because we, we like your energy. And gave me a job that I didn't know a lot about, uh, farming vineyards. And uh, the Trincaro family, great folks, still great folks, um, allowed me to do a lot of education. Uh, I'm not a college guy. I I barely got through high school. I know the Uh, story. Seriously. (laughs) Really? I posted my report card on the internet the other day. I don't know why people didn't believe me. My class rank was 243 out of 254. There was literally only 10 schlemiels worse than me. I mean, like, and I honestly, I need, you know what? Actually, you know what, Nate, you're not doing much these days. Can you do me a favor? Can you please find those 10 people for me? We need to do an episode. I need to find the 10 people. Go get, go hit up AJ or my sister, my mom. There's a, there's a, there's a yearbook somewhere in my old house. Uh, Let's find it. I know Keith Vogler is one of them. (laughs) So actually, he didn't even graduate. (laughs) Big shout out Keith Vogler if you're out there. Go ahead. Um, anyhow, I barely got out of high school, and uh, um, but I was a smart guy. I, I mean, Clearly. I took chemistry, got a B, and never, I, I never, never I, for, I forgot the combination to my locker, and that was like the only couple times I've been scared <laughs> in my life. I was scared because I was supposed to bring a book to class, and so, but I, I remember pulling a B in chemistry without. Can just we focus listening. on something important? The Me? combination thing and locker thing is real. <laughs> Was everybody else completely scared of shit the first time they got into the combo, right? Yeah. Did you like practice babbing? Far too much. Yeah, right? Yeah. I'm with you on this. I like used to forget my combo, like who the turn, pass it. <laughs> it was like, it was like this, why is it so difficult? Like why did they make those combos like impossible? Yeah. But then what was cool was when you were good at it, when you got older, like by sophomore year, you were like the fucking Fonz. You just like turned it a couple times, <laughs> giving it an elbow and it was set. My my last year, I never at the last day of school, uh, I never opened it because I couldn't. I forgot, and I was too embarrassed to keep going to the counselor to ask my combo. <laughs> uh, I don't know where my head was, but uh, I barely went to school. Uh, I would I cut school a couple times. Uh, that was fun. To do but, what? Like hang out with friends, girl? Uh, like to steal you know, stuff? No, no, no. I don't steal anything. Yep. Um, uh, never have. But uh, um, we, you know, just to work. Goof I, off. I got to off, work. Yeah. I got, well, I was a, tremendous. like a plumber and a carpenter. Uh, when I was a, a senior in high school, I had two cars. I had a, a, a work truck and uh, I, then I bought a, it was a Firebird or something. That was bad. Trans Am. Trans Am. That was bad. Uh, Why was that bad? Uh, that was probably how you got all the ladies. I did like that have a few cocktails once in a while. Oh, Jesus Christ. And, and that hasn't changed. <laughs> uh, so, anyhow, that, there was no ladies, but uh, got it. a few. Uh, but anyhow, um, yeah, forgot the combination. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I did with uh, Trincaro. They taught me how to uh, uh, grow oh, they grapes. Put, they put you on. They, ta- they put uh, you on. I was, I was. Trincaro uh, family and Sutter home for folks. everybody who's listening right now. If you're under 35, you probably don't know, but this whole rose revolution is really funny in America because as a kid that grew up in the wine business, the first thing I knew was Sutter Home White Zinfandel. We used to sell it like it had the cure inside. Like it was like no question one of the biggest wines in the world. This was like a three, four, five dollar rose sweet wine, white Zinfandel. You might remember your grandmother drinking, you might remember Franzia. I mean, it was it was a craze. I mean, you were there during the prime year. You're, why, you're drinking the wine already. We're, we're gonna save that. Just... That was gonna be, a, that was the big moment of the show. I was just um, cleansing my palate. Understood. All right. 
You worked at Sutter Home during the craze. They started uh, just before I got but like, there. You were um, there like during that, the prime years of where it really got crazy. I right? don't think there was 15 employees when I started there. Interesting. And I think they made maybe 50,000 cases of wine, and they're what six, seven, eight million now. Um, Roger Trincaro, I remember seeing him in the the tasting room, uh, working in a little office behind there. But just good folks. Um, learned a lot there. Were um, you known like as the White Zin King? The company was not no, no, me. No, you, you personally. Uh, no. Like, did you go around town and be like, yo, guys, no, White I, Zing King here? I have a tail between my legs, okay, because <laughs> I didn't it. know much, and I had a great job and a big job. You were staying quiet, listening, and learning. I did for a while. Yeah, then when did, did you start opening your mouth? Because you um, do that now. Yeah, I don't know. Probably, uh, I'm not, that's a heck of a good question. You know, when did I you make the transition? When I started getting loud? Yeah. When I quit getting scared. Good for you. Yeah, I mean, I just, uh, I and I don't remember when that was. I think probably started growing grapes, had a labor contract in business, and um, everybody's always afraid to do anything, right? Yep. And um, started a labor contract in business, had 1,200 employees in two years, made a lot of money, and uh, bought some vineyard, and it was like, geez, uh, that's okay. That's working pretty good. And uh, I started developing some vineyard, buying some land, and at that point developing for cash, and it was like, it's working pretty good. And then started selling a bunch of fruit to wineries that were not going to mention their names and uh, yep. had great friends still. For all the non-wine still. people, fruit means the grapes themselves. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. No worries. Uh, Decoding uh, slang here. Se- seven, I'm not college educated. Uh, no, no, no. I mean wine terms that other, you know, when, okay. when people hear fruit, they think fucking bananas, bro. <laughs> You're talking sorry. about grapes. Sorry, <laughs> no sorry. Worries, no worries. Okay, we're not in banana business, okay? <laughs> Respect. Uh, but, so anyhow, uh, long story short, uh, it's, it's a long story, but uh, started, uh, ran out of contracts and yep. started making wine. And and just to break this down, because I want to make this valuable for you. Grape contracts. You know, he was he was started a company that was servicing vineyards, made some money, started buying up some land smartly. You know, for a lot of people, what they don't realize is a lot of people, the majority of people in California that are in the vineyard, you know, grape or fruit business, they're growing grapes and selling them off to bigger brands that then use those grapes in their wines. Uh, you know, I think there's assumption when you're not in the business that people that grow it, bottle it, and make it and sell it, that is the minority in, this, in the overall grapes that are farmed. So you, so you went from servicing to being a, a vineyard owner and manager and selling off those grapes, and then you made a transition into the what's sitting in front of us now of having your own Shannon Ridge brand. Correct. We couldn't, at and one point, the, couldn't sell grapes. So uh, you the, basically, there was, no, there was no demand for your supply. Correct. And you said, Fuck it, we're gonna start a brand. Uh, yes. They How'd know you come what? up with the name? Well, that's my name. Not, well, I know that's not your last Buck name. Shack, no, but I know. Shannon is my name. I'm okay? aware, I, I uh, know what your uh, last I'm name is. I'm glad you're with what me What about here? the ridge part, bro? Ridge, uh, well, you've been there, it's on top of a mountain, uh, 2,500 feet, looks down, it's a huge ridge, it's beautiful property, and it looks like Shannon You could like have called Shannon it Clay ridge. Shannon. You could have also um, called it Clay Ridge. You, called uh, it, you could have called it Captain Clay's it, it Sewer sounds, Juice. It sounds like Gary has a problem with the name of this stuff. <laughs> I wouldn't call it Captain Clay's Sewer Juice. No, guys, guys Captain Clay's Super Juice. Actually, you know Super what? Super or sewer? Super. Oh, Jesus. What I think, I think, actually, you know what? I will buy a thousand cases of no, a wine. Co- I will personally buy one thousand <laughs> cases of Captain Clay's Super Juice because I guarantee right now on Facebook live chat, people are signing up for cases at... 
of Captain Clay's Super Juice? I think okay. we just invented it. And you are saying this out loud, so I need to purchase order and no, I will do it. It's done. All right. Done. Okay. My word is bond. All right. Number two. Send me the purchase order without a price and I'll. And I'll uh, no, I want I'll it for a no, 15 cents a bottle. No. Like as okay. low as no, possible, no, no, but as high as quality. Okay. Um, Am I getting some action here? I, I think we're pre-selling Captain Clay Super Juice <laughs> right That's, here on the spot. I mean, the label would be, Babbitt, you want to design that label. 1,000%. Yeah, but I'm gonna have Caesar do it. But here's the thing. Oh, I'm gonna, <laughs> walked right into that one. All right, Captain Clay, talk to me about the experience of being now having a winery. Did, did it sell right away? What was happening? I had no clue What's what the happening? hell we were doing. Sold, we sell- on, sold on men, yes, we'll buy. Captain Clay is Captain Clay Super Juice dot com is available. Somebody, somebody, thirty thousand. Thirty dollars. Thirteen dollars. We'll take it. Ooh, Tell them to register it. That's a Captain lot of Clay's. Uh, uh, I'll give you. I'll listen. I'll sell you the website <laughs> for five thousand. Okay. By the way, jumping ahead, when you were at the property, you yes. said whoever can trademark thirteen Rams yes. first yes. wins. You did it. Yeah. Sorry. Beat you. By the way, if you guys watched the Daily V where we were on the Secret Wine Project, you'll see that there was, the sheep were there. Those were your sheep. Yes, sir. You love those sheep? Uh, <laughs> That's a very simple question. Well, <laughs> I just know you a little bit here. No, I'm so not going, no. I want to be careful no, I'm how just curious, I answer you, it. So you I told you I'm going to think about I like the animals. Good, okay, good, <laughs> yes, understand. Okay. Don't. <laughs> Do you think the wine business, let, let's bounce this, actually let's get the first phone call. We've got four people from the wine business about to call in. We're gonna get a question in a second, Clay, but before we go to this, look, I think you've got an incredible uh, charisma and personality. I also think you're an extremely accomplished entrepreneur. F- to bring value to a lot of people that are watching, I have so many people trying to find their passion, so many people young in the game. Do you think, just one man's point of view, all jokes aside, do you think the wine industry is a fun, interesting, good industry to go into right now? If people are watching and they see you know, fun guys here, you know, if they want to go and work the harvest for you for free and learn the business, kind of like you did, like, is it a good business? Like, I mean, I'm actually I, genuinely asking. Yeah, I love the business. I uh, I love the people. Um, it, it's it's not easy to sell wine. Selling wine is the hardest thing to do, but you know, growing grapes, farming. Um, there's so many opportunities now. I, I see in this world with you know what you do, social media, yes, and opportunity, and there and, and young folks and and older folks and I just it's it's a great time to be in this business and uh, we're winning we're winning what um Marissa Marissa. is it dialing it's like slow let's see while we're waiting for Marissa that was super slow Seth Hi, this is Marissa. Marissa, this is Gary Vaynerchuk, and you're on the Ask Gary V Show with Clay Shannon. Hi, Clay. Hi, Gary. How are you? Tremendous. We're doing good. How are you? Doing well. I actually was watching. I just exited out of the show, so it wouldn't be distracting. Like, I'm on the phone and watching at the same time. <laughs> I appreciate it. Can I ask you a very important question, Marissa? Absolutely. Are you in for a case of Captain Clay's Super Juice? <laughs> Yes, I saw someone is trying to potentially buy a domain name. Oh, no, it's been bought and sold. Quick flip. $13 acquisition, $5,000 transaction. That's how you do it, kids. That's entrepreneurship. Marissa, uh, what's your question, and and what do you do in the wine business? Yeah, so I'm 24. I'm a third-generation winemaker, and um, I studied winemaking at Cornell University. And when I was 19, I started my capstone project, as a wine label just for fun is called redhead wine and 
after entering it in a few business plan competitions I realized could be something special. And after working full-time for a large privately owned winery for about a year and a half in California, I went decided to go all in, burnt my ship to the shore, and now I'm doing Redhead Wine full-time. Good for you. What's your question? Yeah, so recently I brought Redhead to market in a few major retailers like Walmart and Kroger, and I'm wondering how I can stay innovative in the market while not having a multi-million dollar budget like other of other people in my competition. Sure, so Clay, Clay shouldn't answer this because he's not been able to get any of his wines in big accounts, so I'll jump <laughs> in here and uh, help sure. you out. This um, is Gary's show, sorry. <laughs> no, Clay, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, knock yourself I'm, I'm, out. I'm, no, I've got some thoughts, but I'm joking a little bit. How do you think, so are, is your, you know, obviously, how many how many Walmarts or Kroger's have you gotten into? Let's get some context here. Let's make this a business show instead of joke sure. city. Um, I pitched to Walmart last June, part of their open call process. They're investing in U.S. made products and manufacturing. And I am in about 55 Walmarts and growing just because my distribution has um, kind of limited me a little bit. Sure, but of course. Now, now that I've renegotiated my contract, I'll be in the whole state of Ohio. And I just entered West Virginia. And then Kroger, I'm in about 35 stores in the Columbus area as a test. So... A lot of Ohio action there, which is great because, we do well up there. you know, yep. your wife has spent a lot of time in Ohio, yep, yep. which is, you know, I remember things. Yes, so. thank you. Um, Marissa, I think there's something I would do right away, which is I would run Facebook ads in a one-mile radius around the 85, 90 locations that your wine is in for your product, and I would make a video of you speaking directly to it because you're super articulate, you're third generation, you've got an authentic story, you're a young buck, and I think it would resonate. I think a one to two minute video about what you and your wine, I'm literally made on your phone for no money, and then run as advertising on Facebook to the tune of about, you know, you know, a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, um, will crush if you decide to put out that video to the general location, uh, the one mile radius of the location where your store, where mm-hmm. that's carrying your stores. I think that would really, really, really help your business, and I think it would be very effective, and it's very well priced attention. That would be my sure. number one black and white point of view. I've actually already done that. Um, I'm just trying to, oh, it's doing really well. Um, I do like little videos, like if I'm in a store, like saying about my story and the taste profile and why I'm doing what I'm doing. Because I'm really trying to take that approach to include my customers. Real quick, Mm -hmm. Marissa, I'm looking at a post you made inside of a Walmart, right? Sure. It's exactly right, right? Now to me, how much money are you spending against this ad? Like this, like this Instagram post, right, that you did in Columbus, right, in sure. front of your, in front of, in the store, is exactly right. Now it's a picture, and your Instagram's mainly photos. I don't know what you've done on video in, um, in uh, on Facebook, but. Be- Just video on Facebook for now, yes. Be- one of the things that I think most entrepreneurs make a mistake with is they're looking for what's next before maximizing what's current. I'm a little concerned okay. that we're Focus. glossing over something that I think really, really works because I've done it time and time again in a Walmart Albertsons environment. Flat okay. out, how much money are you spending on marketing this year? And it might be zero. I just, how, much are oh, you, yeah. how much are you spending? Um, depending on the post, between 20 and $50 just because I'm reinvesting all my organic profits. I haven't raised any money to back the business yet. So 
I'm trying to stay in my lane, make sure that smart. the ad is working properly. I don't want to have you had below a hundred. I get it. Smart, mm-hmm. super smart. Have you had any ad work? Yes, definitely. Lots of ads have worked. I'm just trying to think. Just as someone that's passionate about what I'm doing, I'm trying to use some of the advice I've learned from your Instagram, your shows, and doing these low-cost marketing strategies, but I just want to make sure I'm doing everything to the best of my ability because, you know, patience is super important, but, you know, when you're selling wine to global conglomerates such as those stores or others, they're maybe not so patient. So they're not I patient. Just, they're not patient at all. You're micro. You, you've got to be macro patient when running a business, but micro mm-hmm. speed. Walmart and Albertsons doesn't care about your mission. If they don't see the sell through in those locations, they're going to kick you out, and you're not going to get national distribution. Exactly. And you, you know that. Jeez, so here's please. what I would say. I, I love everything that's coming out of your mouth. I like the quick glance I made on Instagram. I think you've got a lot of things going for you. Here's I'm going to give you a couple pieces of advice. Facebook ads and Instagram ads, you need to pound more. More, more, more. And number two, okay. influencer marketing. People want free wine. I would DM the okay. fuck out of influencers in Columbus. Like, you know, think about think about Ohio State kids that didn't go to the league, that, that graduated, that are probably still in the Columbus area, that probably have 15,000 followers but didn't make it to the league and would be mm-hmm. thrilled to get 150 bucks and a free bottle of the wine to take a photo with you and now you've got all those Ohio State fans you know, being aware Great. of your product. To me, it's very simple. You've got the awesome. right religion of like trying to maximize transa- you know, things that are low cost, high reward. The only two things that I think you should focus on are Facebook ads and influencer marketing on Instagram. That's my two cents. Clay, do you have anything to add? Uh, more of a personal uh, note, dollars and cents sure. marketing, all that, I don't know. I mean. It, the, it seems like the more you spend, the more you spend. But uh, yeah, one especially th- if you're bad at it. Yeah, one of the <laughs> things that I think is is why we a challenge that I had when I was younger is when I said I wanted to make a hundred thousand cases of wine or sell it. Uh, I, there was people I knew that just laughed at me, and then when we got over a hundred, it was like, so what? And then one fifty, <laughs> and then yeah. two hundred. But you know that you have to be tireless. And and what one of the things I do that I think is the most important is I embrace when somebody tells me no. It just it just turns me on because and you know why? Because you got to you got to get ready for all the no's you're going to get. No, they don't want you. Why? No, no meeting, no callback. I just love them because you know why? Because I know that I'll never have to deal with that again. You know, just one. There's you're only going to get so many no's in your life, right? Absolutely, and the more, yeah. the more you get behind you, the the the, the closer you are going to get to uh, being successful. And uh, but that that that's just work hard. It's it's all about hard work. And if you think that uh, it's not, then then you shouldn't be doing it. I like the name Redhead. Uh, my uh, <laughs> thank you. O- oldest daughter Audrey is a redhead, and um, uh, hopefully, uh, are you the one that has red hair? She does. Okay. And yes, sir. That usually uh, our winemaker, uh, Joy Merrily's redhead. I used to be red hair. If you can see me right now, uh, maybe you are, but uh, it's not red anymore because I got in the wine business. And uh, so <laughs> yeah. and, uh, you also got old. Clay. I, and what happens when you get older is you lose it and it goes gray. I got less young. Yes. Okay. And so, uh, but anyhow, go, uh, just go for it. You just got to go for it. And uh, 
Just put your face out there. Don't worry about hanging your neck out there, and it just Marissa, it just stick I, your neck out. Marissa, so. I think yeah. you know this. Like I do this show quite a bit. Like just listening to you, and I've seen some of your stuff pop up in my world, like whether an email or something to reach out, and now just auditing your your Instagram, and now listening to kind of the way you're answering things. I think you're on the right path. A lot of times Thank here, you. I think people are delusional and lost in the outer space. I think you've got a clearly being third generation. You're not naive or ideological. You know what this business is about. I actually genuinely believe that Clay and I drilled it. This is giving me more confidence for the road show I want to do with him because I do think my black and white and his gray, which is always where it plays, the theoretical strategy yeah. of what he's saying is a hundred percent right. Like you know, it, it was fun for me to listen to him just now because. You know, I, I wasn't fully listening because D-Rock's trying to tell me what to do during the show, so I had to text him <laughs> and tell him, don't fucking tell me what to do. I don't even know why he had the audacity to do that. It was ludicrous. But <laughs> I, uh, I, what Clay was saying was 100% right, which is the no's are the energy. Like, there's nothing better. Like, to me, when I think about Clay's life, of like when he goes and hits the streets, even at this place mm -hmm. where he's built a humongous business, I know that he works the markets himself uh, at times, not all the time. When he walks into a liquor store and you've got a Schlemiel liquor store owner telling you some bullshit and coming up with a bullshit answer to why they don't <laughs> want to buy your product, for you to have the humility to eat that shit in your day to day, really is the gear of a winner. I mean, I do it every day. I'm like living my life. I have a yeah. lot of reasons to not get the nose that I'm getting, but if you've lost your humility, you've lost. And I think that I you know, agree. And I think that, you know, it's easier to have a 24 after you get some success and a couple gray hairs. Um, it's harder and I think the people that can hold on to the humility long enough, Walmart and Albertsons and the market owes you shit, and I can tell that you understand that just triple down on influencer marketing and Facebook ads because those 85 store tests are unbelievably important to you right now. Okay. Like, like you, should literally, you should literally go to like the, sit outside the parking lots of all these stores. Like it might not be crazy for you to just hang out in Columbus, Ohio and go from store to store and spend one hour in the parking lot and be like, hey, what are you going to Walmart? <laughs> like, wanna buy some Redhead? I mean like, like whatever it takes. Absolutely, yeah. It's a sport. I, I do a lot of events it's a sport. and it's a sport. Um, in store tastings when they have the license. I'm actually doing a redhead wine train this weekend with the Cuyahoga Scenic Railroad, where I'll have 437 people uh, that are tasting my wine and hear the story. So I'm trying to get out there. And, Can I give you another you know, piece of advice that we're going to let you bounce? Sure. If you do not DM every single famous redhead, I will never talk to you again. Okay, I will get on like, that. Like hit up, I hit up Carrot Head, hit up Jim Courier. Who's a, give me some more here, guys? Conan, Conan O'Brien. Like you need to hit Sam Darn. Is Sam Darn a redhead? I think so. I think he's more strawberry blonde. Um, but anyway, me, Clay. Be, if you don't, I got listen, a little bit of red hair left. Clay, do you on your I'll chest? I'll show you later. Okay, awesome. <laughs> Maris, thank you. See ya. All right, next uh, qu next question, Clay. The early days of hitting the streets, when you when you moved to establishing the brand and not just selling the grapes, you said it earlier, selling wine is the hardest. Did you think it was just gonna be as easy as going to like, you know, you know, Ralph's with supermarket and be like, hey, you want 100 cases? Or did it, was it humbling? Did it go well at first? Cause you have no, such a, you seem, it, with your personality, you're a great salesman. I, I no do, question. I, I can do okay, but the, the nose, uh, if, if you let them get to you, they bother you. Just give me the best keep... yes and give me the best no in your wine selling career. Your best yes, your best no story. A lot of cases, a funny way. No, listen, this is story time. Uh, give me I a fucking story. I think it story. was with your um, company, wine 
Is it library. Wine library. Yep. I don't know. Somebody from New Jersey, our distributor here, took me to your <laughs> this is gonna be great. whatever store. store. I don't know. Yep. I don't really care. I mean, sorry. I no it. disrespect. I don't okay. feel any disrespect. Uh, My dad now hates you for life. Just I, so you know. Just I know Sasha. He heard you deliver that sentence. He's Sasha's gonna with you. love me. No, no, no. He's finished with you. Okay, so but that's okay. Keep oh, going. Fuck it, then I'm out of here. I get it. Right. Well, not here. I'm not finished with you. <laughs> Listen. So I went to your. Um, this is about not giving a shit. Okay. Yep. Uh, I went to your store. Yep. Uh, the guy distributor rep took me yep. there. Yep. Uh, somebody put me with you know in a waiting room. I was Love there it. for like 45 minutes. Perfect. And I, I just I I told They've the guy I said, since, uh, let's since get I out of here. Let's two, get out of here. Two, two oh hours. no, this guy's so important. We gotta see him. I said I don't fucking fuck care. that dude. Yeah. I mean I could care less. Let's, you go, hate Sasha. let's go see. No, it wasn't him. It was it. some Brandon? other. No, I don't think so. Uh, oh, Jim. Maybe. Sam. I don't know. It was they all fucking five, suck, six right? years ago. You hate them, right? No, I love them all. Okay, keep but going. But I don't really give a shit. I get and it. so I, I went so in there left. and the guy was scared. I said, let's go. There's somebody. If he doesn't appreciate my time, I do. Definitely. My time's valuable. No, let and me so talk I, to you about I, this. I, I, I but he wouldn't leave, let me leave. Understood. Let me ask you about this. It was whole wine. Let me ask you about this, actually. Your time valuable versus the other person's time valuable when you're selling. One of the things that I've been able to do with, and I have an amazing, amazing passion for my ego and confidence, but I have enormous love for my humility. I have sat in rooms for an hour and a half waiting for the CMO of a big brand coming and I say to myself, as much as I'm not excited and I'm on a tight schedule and I'm chaotic, fuck, you know, like, <laughs> I fuck this situation, but, you know, I am here trying to sell. Are you in those moments trying to weigh the options of, look, um, at this moment, I'm on this side of the equation and I should have the patience or I'm empathetic to it or maybe something's running long or are you like, fuck it, I'm, I'm fucking Captain Clay and I'm getting the fuck out of here. I, I, we're in a customer service business and so, I wait and I bite my tongue, but sometimes enough is enough. Respect, you know, and I you just right. you just gotta, I, I get you it. know, there's there's a line, yeah. and and uh, do you, you really want to do business with that person? How about anyhow? me? Forget about fucking wine library. Those terrible people. What about me? I was right on time. I said hello. I give you a hug. We got set up. I valued your you time. You were slightly late. I was not slightly late. Yeah. <laughs> you were fine. This is Lance. Lance, this is Gary Vaynerchuk, and you're here with Captain Clay Shannon. <laughs> Captain Clay Shannon. Well, thanks for calling. Of course. Tell us about what you do in the wine business, and what's your question? Well, we've got a boutique wine store that's in a, a good socioeconomic area, and uh, try to try to cater to a, a select wine crowd. And we've had some competition move in, not real close, but close enough that it's been affecting us, and they're kind of a warehouse outlet type stores and I thought you would be the best person to ask for any tips at all on how to counter um, these bigger stores. I have some real advice so I'm excited you called. Uh, okay, so I got a couple huge pieces of advice. Number one, if Clay Shannon ever comes to sell you wine, do not make him wait. That to me <laughs> is the core of any business. Number two, you have to build your personal brand and yesterday. You know, Wine Library, it didn't turn out this way, but any market I would have opened up in, 
they would have been in deep shit because I would have given service, I would have given selection, and I would have given price, and everybody would have struggled with that kind of machine. The only thing I was ever scared of is somebody like a guy I admire, his name is Chris Cree. He was a master of wine in New Jersey, and his store in Burnsville and wherever he would be uh, was always a store that I knew that I couldn't compete with because his personal brand equity as a master of wine was something that was indefensible, right? So for you, brother, you have to make Facebook, you have to basically reboot Wine Library TV. Don't be a salesman, don't do QVC. Remember what I did with Wine Library. I was reviewing wine, not just my own wine and hawking it. If you build your personal brand equity in the 10 mile radius of your store, you will become indefensible because people are willing to pay the extra $2 if it's a, if it's a price difference or they're willing to try your esoteric Grenache-based wine from Jura versus them pushing the California Cab or some cockamanian Lake County 2016 Sauvignon Blanc. Wine Library TV, huh? <laughs> yes. Do you know about Do you know about my past career of what I did with that? Uh, but, well, I, I know about Wine Library. I don't know about Wine Library TV. So in 2006, when YouTube came out, I started something called Wine Library TV. There's a thousand episodes of it on YouTube, and for five years, five days a week, I did a show where I reviewed wine. And in my heyday, in like 2009, 10. I was really, really impacting wine sales far beyond even my own sales around the country. And I was reviewing Costco's private labels, wines that were exclusive at wineries, wines, I was, Clay would be a great example. I've, I've got a weird affinity for Clay now, but I would literally review Clay's wine if it was serendipitous. If I did, so for example, I think Clay does a great Sauvignon Blanc project, which is why I made that funny joke just now. If I did a Sauvignon Blanc episode <laughs> in, a, in a year and I was still doing Wine Library TV, I would probably have Clay's wine in it, but I wouldn't have had anything that I've ever had before. Sorry, Clay. I wouldn't have had anything I've ever done before. And that just made me so happy. Uh, and, uh, and let's say- I know say you're tw- not sorry And about 2017 that. Sauvignon Blanc I would have had, and even though Clay is somebody I admire and I'm building a relationship with, I literally would have <laughs> panned it if I didn't like it. I remember panning a Cabernet Franc from a guy by the name of Sean Larkin, who I have, Unbelievable admiration for him. Did you ever run to Sean Larkin no, from Napa? I know Napa? that name somewhere. You two would though. have loved each other. He's yeah. the best. I know that best. name. Best. And like he'd made incredible wine and he had a new vintage Cabernet Franc and I had it on the show and literally my first trip to Napa, he let me sleep on his couch. Best dude ever. And I panned the wine. And I remember as I was panning it, in my head I was like, this fucking sucks. Like what the fuck am I actually doing? Like <laughs> I really was going through those feelings but I remembered I knew that I had to be honest to the audience otherwise everything I would do forever would mean nothing. Thing. I genuinely think that you need to start making three one-minute videos on on Instagram, one 10-minute video. I, here's what I would do if I were you. Start a 10-minute show for on YouTube and Facebook where you review three wines a day, cut up your review into one-minute intervals for Instagram, post three of them a day, and start a podcast, which is the recording of how you taste it, and post it every day. You will be blown away how in de- how unbelievably uh, defensible that is, and it will put real pressure on the warehouse. Well, hey, I just uh, I just bought Crushing It. Just started it literally last night, and uh, I was excited when I got noticed that you may be calling me uh, for the show today. So great talking with you, and I I really appreciate uh, your words, brother. Listen to me, and I appreciate those kind words. If you do not start producing an enormous amount of content for Instagram podcasts, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook, you will lose. You will lose. 
because I put out a lot of boutique wine stores out of business because of what that warehouse is doing. If they've got, if they've got more square footage, and if they have more staff on hand, and they have lower prices because of their buying power, you're not gonna win based on your romantic point of view of, well, we hand curate and we're refined. Customers are simple. If you start making content and showing your expertise and passion and kindness and quirkiness and other passions, you will become unstoppable. If you do not put in that work, you will lose. I appreciate it. Thanks right, for your time. Good luck. That was good advice. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, customer before we service. Go, as you get into the next wine, yeah, but look, customer service, yes, but then you see the Home Depots and the Walmarts, you know, like price fucking matters, bro. You know, friction it does ma- for the look, world. For the world. Talk to me about the 2016 Sauvignon Blanc. It's pretty good. Uh, I think it's great. It's a great bottle of wine. For How much a, is it a good retail price. for, roughly? Um, what range? You're going to see it from probably nine ninety nine to twelve ninety nine. Something okay, so like that. Wine Library probably sells it for four ninety nine because we're a price leader. And we're going to work on that a little later okay. today. I think uh, we're not going to work on that price point, but it, uh, it's you know it's great value wine. It's fresh. It's easy. Do you, are it's you simple. are you concerned that New Zealand produces such incredible Sauvignon Blanc at such an incredibly interesting price? Um, no, I'm not concerned. I, How I'm do you not view concerned. That? Well, what what am I? What am I going to do about it? I don't know. I'm going to go out and sell Sauvignon Blanc from my ranch. New Zealand, you know. I've, they're different types of wine. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, the, stylistically, this is creamier and got more weight and a, a different style. Yeah, a different, totally different style. We pick it when it's ripe. Um, we can get things ripe. Um, they're, I think it's a little cooler growing uh, condition. Who do you think there. makes the best Sauvignon Blanc in California not named Shannon Rich? Go. You're, what Joel Gott. Joel Gott. Interesting. All right, let's go to the next one. Who's next? Joel Gott is an impressive entrepreneur. Yes. I yeah. agree. Josh? Josh. We sell them a lot of fruit. Grapes, not bananas. Oh, this is Josh. Josh, this is Gary Vaynerchuk. You're on the Ask Gary V Show with Clay Shannon. I can't, I, I can't even believe it right now. No, it's real. What's up, Gary? <laughs> no, I get it. When you get a chance to talk to Captain Clay, it is a moment that you'll never forget. <laughs> All right, all right. All right, Josh, tell me about you. Hey, what, you what do you do in the wine business? So uh, for the past three years, I've been working um, at a uh, Connecticut vineyard. It's a uh, farm winery bistro. Interesting. And uh, so, yeah, I've dipped into all parts of production and, and mainly focused on sales in our tasting room. That's awesome, bro. And you enjoying it? Uh, so I've, I've recently just changed jobs. So... So yeah, you, and I'm so going you into lie. wine you sales. You, oh, okay. So you're still in the wine business. Yeah. And what, yeah, still and in the wine business. So you're working for a distributor selling wines? Is that what you're doing? So I've interviewed, and I'm going on to, this, to um, meet with them about um, going out on uh, sales calls and also taking up some, using some of my video and audio production skills. I love With my it. background in that. Smart. So what's your question, brother? Um, so how, how do I go about adding adding value to a, to a small medium wine importer um, do I uh, do I start it like just like Gary V I mean just start with the, the, the wine library TV look I you know clay let me ask you a question uh, Josh appreciate the question I'll give my answer in a minute but I want to inject clay here clay yeah. it, I assume that Shannon Ridge is sold by some big distributors in certain markets some cases and, and some cases smaller yes as you've been you've been you're, you're a veteran of the industry now you know, no more red hair. I made right? it. I made it. You made it. When you've seen small importers or small distributors succeed, 
Has there been a common theme? What have you seen that's stood out from some of the, you know, obviously Josh is making transition. It's a mid-sized, smaller distributor. He's trying to bring value. Obviously, he, he has these video skills. Babin, D-Rock, that kind of skill. But these are new things. I can speak yeah. to that. But for you, historically, you know, in the, over the last two centuries. What do they do and do well? The small yeah, guys? Yeah, yeah. Smaller distributors? Yeah. I, I think they're more personal. They handle small, uh, smaller brands and they tell a story. They, 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 they not only deliver, but they tell the story. They have a connection with their supplier, me, uh, other wine folks, and yeah. they deliver that story. Um, if you some of these larger brands don't have a real story, we have a real story that's that's real. We we live and and farm and and delivering that to the consumer, which is usually the wine buyer at a restaurant or a store, not the ultimate consumer. Um, that's the way they do best. We do most of our business. We do the best with smaller distributors because they tell the story. They tell a story. They care. Yeah. Um, they're you're not everybody's lost. busy. You're not lost in their book. Oh yeah, it's it's and it's getting worse as uh, consolidation. As, oh, consolidation is getting worse. Uh, uh, growth is declining a little bit yep. uh, for certain reasons. Uh, which Why? I'll tell you about. Uh, growth overall. Gr- d- d- well, people uh, drinking more re- water. Retail retail business is declining a yep. little bit, and I think soon it will be. I mean, it's, it's growing less. Yes. And, you know, graph it out. Yeah, Guess what's next? Yeah, of course. Uh, because I think a lot of the retailers are uh, um, forcing higher prices. Yeah, falling behind and, uh, Not innovating. Um, and people are leaving, going yep. direct to consumer because yep. they don't want to buy super expensive wine. I get Sorry. It. Josh, I think, uh, you know, this is why wow. I'm glad I asked Clay the question. Because um, he, he couldn't have set me up better as he's pouring his buck shack 2015 red. I want to know what's in it in a minute, Clay. You smell so, this? I smelled it. It's great. By the way, the bourbon-based wines you're making. Yeah. Like for all the fans that are watching right yeah. now, for me, like guys, what is it? Shannonridge.com. Shannonridge.com. Yeah. I'm glad you have that. Yeah. Uh, Shannonridge.com. Go check it out. He's making bur- he's making wine in bourbon uh, barrels, and for all of you know, the, I know my audience well. Like, that's the wine you need to go find. Wait. Uh, wait till you see what comes out right, no, at the no end of this year. here. I did a nice thing for you. I just now. said, comment, wait, comment wait to see what comes Josh, out. Josh, listen. Here's what we need to do. Clay, Clay said yeah. it perfectly. I'm going to charge Clay, you for this. That's fine. Clay said it perfectly. Clay said, tell the story. Yeah. What, what he was referring to is right, which is the smaller distributors often hire nerdier, more educated salespeople. What, for everybody who's watching, when he talks about they don't have a story, some of these big brands that all of you know and buy at supermarkets, they're just buying up a ton of grapes and they're using marketing money and a, and a fancy label and that's their business. There is no heartbeat to the, to the wine, right? There's no, there's no third generation. Oh, yeah. There's no grandpa died on this vineyard or the dog eats these grapes. All this, there's 13 rams. Or, Con- you know, consumers all- want to be closer yeah. to that that's grower exactly these good. days. So they want to know. You know what to do. Yeah. My recommendation yeah. is actually it's a a little less fancy. I would FaceTime and Skype every founder or winemaker of every winery you guys represent and record it. You don't need to do the Babin incredible edited emotional story thing. You can absolutely do a very simplistic Skype where you interview over a course of seven or eight questions the winemaker of your Languedoc Rosé that you're bringing in and then post that video to Greenwich fucking Connecticut and then uh, remarkably <laughs> people want it. Yeah, that's, a, you know, I, I, that's exactly what I needed to hear. I wrote down uh, the storytelling thing before, I, before you gave me a call. Well, and listen, I, like, that's you, my must have, you must have, you know, obviously, you know, you know, 
Captain Clay used his uh, incredible skills to know what you were thinking. He delivered on it. <laughs> and, you know, Josh, Clay, and Gary. Amazing. Let's move on. Thanks. <laughs> See you, brother. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It is all storytelling, isn't it? Do you, so you have an extensive boot and cowboy hat collection. Do you buy those products based on their stories? No. Uh, look, uh, no, no. You buy them well, based I mean, on there's, the there's brands a couple of brand cool. names. Uh, I love, can I say? I you mean, say anything I love you want. Stetson hats. You like Stetson hats? Uh, that was a very good idea for you to say this. I don't know if you know any of this, but like a lot of people watch my content. Yeah. There's a very good chance that the director of marketing at Stetson hats is either watching or somebody that. Stetson. Oh, sorry, Stetson. Yeah. Hats. yeah you're going to get one next time you come out. And you're definitely about to get and one. And I'm not paying for it. I, right, because Stetson is. They like just watched, and they're sending you and me a hat. Uh, I think they're. And they're expe- I, I, I hope expensive. they You're do. fancy. How expensive are they? Well, I like the, the really nice ones. How yeah. much? I don't know. Tell the truth. Don't be embarrassed. Hundred fifty bucks. Come on. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Oh fuck! I yeah. thought your yeah. boots are the ones that are fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Those. Yeah. I, I got a little bit of a sickness yeah, on the boot like, thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I do two things. I like to collect boots, and I like to compete. And uh, my wife just. She hates me spending money By the on way, boots. Your wife is but so I ordered dark. two God, pairs. Just to paint a picture to everybody, this dude married so over his head, <laughs> it's uncomfortable. <laughs> Trout, you agree? Agree. Yeah, thank Trout. you. Trout, hey, what no, are you he looking agrees. at, brother? Huh? He agrees. I mean, she's yeah. beautiful. She's a gorgeous gal. No, it has nothing to do and with smart. the fact that she's way hotter than she's you. So, it's it's, so it's that she's awesome and nice and smart. She's nicer, smarter, and more attractive than you. Hello. Oscar, you're on the Ask Gary V show with Captain Clay Shannon. Hey, what's going on, Gary? What's up, brother? Clay, Tell- what's going on, man? Yeah, just here um, um, being offended by uh, Gary <laughs> calling me Captain Clay. You know, I'll tell you a story what? about that someday in high school. I was a Captain Clay at one point. Uh, what's new, Gary? Gary, just just uh, speaking out of uh, out of a pure heart, I guess. Pure heart. Absolutely. Oscar, what uh, uh, what uh, what's your what's your job in the wine world, and what's your question? Uh, my job in the wine world. So I used to be a psalm in a tiny little town in California called uh, Yonville. And uh, <laughs> not so tiny. Na- what's that? Not so tiny in its respect in the wine world. Where did you? Uh, where were you yeah. psalming? Uh, I was a, I was a psalm at the French Laundry. <laughs> I love Oscar's humility. Keep going. Is that a drive-in? Um, yeah. And so, um, yeah, and so now I'm, I'm actually, I, I swapped out of the Psalm world, and now I'm actually down in, in uh, Miami opening up uh, Chef Keller's new restaurant. That's amazing, So brother. we're actually in pre- Great. Yes. I'm excited. Uh, we're in pre-opening about, stages are you, right now. Are you going to pop up ever to the one that he's doing in Hudson Yards, which is right by VaynerMedia's headquarters? Do you know yeah, about? we're actually, yeah, we're actually designing that right now. So we're, all of that's in pre-opening stages and designing so it's kind of fun talking back and forth with uh thomas funny enough i just did a walkthrough with him this morning with uh with the property here in miami i love it brother great what's your question so um you know so uh, again so i was in the psalm psalm world and i'm you know what's funny is that i i was a psalm but i hated psalms if if that makes any sense because because 94 percent of them are straight dick faces Exactly, they're all dick holes, and so which is which is why I, I sort of opted out of that for my career. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I guess I guess you know, and I'm trying to teach people and about just drinking good wine and or just wine in general. And it doesn't have to be good as long as it's good for you. That's great. But I guess uh, you know, Dude, what you, would you brother, guys listen, say? Listen, in every industry, 
There's people that amass education and then try to use that education against other people because of the insecurities of their lives. Right, right, and then, you know, it's, it's and I think it's one of those things where you know Assam could come up to a table and you know interrupt, you know interrupt. Sorry, pardon my pardon my interruption, but I'm going to interrupt your your expertise with my confidence. That sort of thing. Um, I, I think that's that's sort of the philosophy. When once no, you, you read a couple you, pages on wine, you just become an asshole. Dude, um, this is a huge thesis of mine. You just literally delivered the line that I used for years when I was telling my story, which is the second, you know, I'd literally be in business talks and I would say, how many of you have a friend or relative that's into wine? Most of them would raise their hand. And I was trying to explain why I started Wine Library TV and I would say, well, then you know what I know, which is the second anybody gets any level of knowledge about wine, they become a straight asshole, right? And so I couldn't agree with you more. And by the right, way, exactly. the amount and then of, if you were to amount, visit, go ahead, go ahead. And right, and if you go to Sonoma and visit these these guys who are making the delicious wine, they they're the most humblest people on this planet. They're so nice. They open up their doors to you and they're not snobs and they're making the wine. Go ahead, Clay. Keep it simple, stupid. Kiss. Just it's simple. It's it's food in other parts of the world. Wine is food, and, and let's just—it's—it's uh, it's great fun and good camaraderie. Uh, it doesn't have to be so sophisticated. But I will say this Some for does. for Oscar, for Clay, for myself, for Trouty, because he's a wine snob. Um, it, you know, I also think that we get confused <laughs> at times. I, I you know, ninety-nine percent of people don't give a fuck. You know, Oscar. Like, and to your point, keep it simple. Right. Good news. Ninety-nine yeah. percent don't. Right, yeah. keep it, it simple and just drink what you like, and that's it. And you know, when you go in a restaurant, just don't don't be you know don't get too nervous about the wine list. Just pick something that you like. Oscar, yeah. I've seen the biggest CEOs in the world running eight hundred billion dollar companies. When the wine list comes, pass it away like it's got like, like weak in the knees. It's, totally, it's weak unbelievable. In the knees. It's unbelievable. Wait, you know what drives me crazy? And, and I mean, I can probably afford any. Nice ball of wine. Expensive. Well, of course, I, I mean, you're I, spending forty thousand dollars for a pair of boots. You can do it. Yeah, well, buy I don't. Wine. Think it's not forty, but, but <laughs> I can buy any ball of wine. They're close to it, right? So big deal. But you know what? It's it, when people look and cherish, and oh my god, oh jeez, oh oh, uh, I'm already into my second glass. I just want to have fun. <laughs> You know, I mean, this is supposed to be fun and, and, and food and healthy and, and not, it's like, what the, I'm just not, we're not that kind of company, that's for sure. No, you're not, and honestly, that's why you're sitting here in Oscar. I had the same reaction, brother. Like, I mean, the, the pushback, watching the narrative of Wine Library TV from 2006 to 2011 was super interesting for me because people, I mean, Psalms, a lot, and, and, and distributors, and like everybody, people were mad at me for making it fun and accessible, and I would sit there and say, idiots. I mean, John Trauman sitting here right now got into wine because of Wine Library TV. He was into it a little bit because his dad had a restaurant, but like, like it made it, like he found a voice that made it interesting. I, we were creating more interest in wine. All these sommeliers are doing is making it more inclusive, and like it's the same old. I mean, oh God, honestly, you're you're rehashing feelings, Oscar, right now. That like, it's super sad that people claim to care about something when what they're doing is taking the beauty of it and making it selfish and trying to put themselves on a fucking pedestal. Can I dumb it right. down? Right, and knowing that you know, great, um, you know, you can just you know, you'll have a psalm come by. And he'll be so pretentious about the wine being, and he knows nothing about the story behind it. He knows nothing about hanging out with the family or and knowing the way, how humble the, way, the Oscar, family was Oscar, that made it. Oscar, sometimes she or he does. 
What they don't know is I never, in my life, I've never had a Psalm ask me questions about how my day was or what I'm even doing there because I can tell you right now, I choose wine for my moments in time much more about the situation at hand and the mindset than the food that I'm eating. Every day right, of the week. Right, because I would always, sorry. Go, no, no, go ahead, brother. No, because I was I would always approach the guest and say, "What do you like?" I'm not going to go ahead and start recommending things just because there's a comma in the price. You know, it's funny. You just made me think of this incredible story. You remember Burns? You know Burns Steakhouse down in Tampa. Yeah, in Tampa. Le- legendary place. Really not pretentious. And I thought it was so fun. I, as a matter of fact, it's so cool. It's more like clay. Like awesome. Like really chill. This crazy list. And the sommelier came up to me. Goes. And to his credit, he said, what do you like? And I was just in a joyous mood and I thought it was that kind of place. And so I said, Kendall Jackson Chardonnay. <laughs> and, and they the, brought it out. No, 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 he shit on me and then I fucking destroyed him because, <laughs> I, for, because I forgot more about wine than he knew. But I, it was interesting to your point. That's a good story. <laughs> it was really funny. Like, but anyway, real quick, we hit on something I've never said in my life and I, I actually want to clip it and make a piece of content around it. I think wine should be chosen based on mood and atmosphere and the context of what's happening. If you have a Kentucky Derby party this weekend and you have a bunch of buddies over and you're betting, like that's a great time for bubbles or something simple or an over the top, unbalanced, like, like the, all my Psalm friends want to shit on Australian Shiraz because it's over extracted and, and it's makeup wine and it's full of shit. And guess what? At some level, if you want to be a scientist, they're not wrong. My thing is, if I'm hanging out with my buddies and I'm watching, you know, WrestleMania, I want to have a Cabernet that was fucking aged in bourbon bo- barrels because they're gonna be like, whoa, I like this because I don't usually like wine, but what the fuck is this? This is like some bourbon shit. I'm like, yeah, bro, it is. Like, like to me, it's the context of the mood that you're in way more than like the perfect acidity match of this Gruner is gonna crush it with the Kumamoto oysters. I'm like, awesome, nerd, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, who's gonna Keep drink Harlan while too. watching the Jets game? That's exactly right. And some jet games I need to drink vodka and some jet games I need to have some champagne and that's just the way it's gonna be. <laughs> it, it's, it's a simple product. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's fermented uh, grape juice is what it is. It's grown in different climates all over the world, uh, different soils, that's what makes it different, different yields, different trellises. And it, uh, to me, it's just simple fun. Let's have some fun. That's what everybody needs Don't to complicate do. complicate it, yeah. Ha- yeah. Um, Oscar, listen to me, listen to me good. With this energy and your pedigree, and it's funny, one of my favorite psalms of all time is a guy by the name of Andre Mack. Do you know Andre? Totally, hell yeah. Opening, opening a psalm at Per Se, absolutely. That's right, and you know, part of Keller's world, I'm starting to like Keller, even though I don't know him super well, based on the people that he keeps around him. And I always gravitated towards Andre because we would, we would talk about wine the way we talk about hip hop, or like fun, he was just a good dude, and he was fucking the opening totally. sommelier at Per Se, it was fancy as shit, and he rolls out, and he's just a normal guy. And, and, and I, you know, Laura Maniac, you know, who, you know like th- these people that I thought just did a- Corpus, cr- yeah. Yeah, exactly, like, they're out there. I said 94% for a reason. There's 6% that are the gold standard that are doing positivity. Please do me a favor, Oscar. Start tweeting and Instagramming about wine like a normal person. You could do a lot of good for the game. And I think having someone with your pedigree and, and your energy is important for the wine world. And if you do that, that would mean a lot. And I'll try to retweet it at times. Like, do that. Do, put out content. That's how you change the game. 
Yeah, cool. I mean, that's how that's how I think I'm doing it on Instagram right now. Good. I just take a picture of a cork and Good. you know, just write a Tell little story. story about it. I love it, brother. Thanks for calling. Thanks, guys. Clay, we're going to wrap up the show. There's going to be two things we're going to do. One, you're about to ask the question of the day. So this is your opportunity to get an answer to maybe uh, you know, consumer insight or curiosity. Or So you, I'll give you a second to think about this because I don't assume you watch my show and you probably didn't know this was coming. But I'm going to throw a right hook, not for me. <clears throat> if I have ever, and this comes directly, sorry, Dad, this comes out of my dad's pocket, but this is how I feel right now. If I've ever brought you value in any shape or form, in any shape or form, it would mean the world to me if you bought some wine from Shannon Ridge, if you went to shannonridge.com right now and bought some wine to support this dude for one very basic reason. The wine world is a world that I love in the same way that I've fallen in love with the advertising world. I, I think a lot of people in the advertising world don't realize how much I love it because I push against the status quo and they think I'm out for me, I'm a charlatan, I'm a disruptor, I'm doing it for shtick. I'm doing it because <laughs> 98% of the behavior in the advertising world for the biggest brands in the world is wrong and it's in the self-interest of the agencies. I love the wine world, but you know, 98% of the behavior of the conglomerates, the distributors, and the retail stores are in it for their profit and things of that nature. Clay's an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur, but he's a good dude. And, and when we support great ladies, great guys doing the right thing for our world, um, it matters. And so even though I throw right hooks for my wine club and wine library, and the secret wine project that's coming, um, it would mean a lot to me if you supported Clay in some, one bottle, one case. Um, look, personally I tasted them all, uh, quite a bit of them. They're terrible wines. But he, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. They're, they're remar- uh, I wouldn't expect anything different. <laughs> I, I, they're, they're really well, well made and, and I think value driven wines for the price that he charges. So shannonridge.com, you know, you guys have watched 288 of this and a thousand other videos. I don't throw right hooks often for myself. I never fucking throw right hooks for other people, fuck that. That will give you the indication of what I think this dude is up to. And more importantly, you know, buying a bottle from him represents not just him, he'll get the selfish, lucky, nice ROI from it, but there's a group of 20, 40, 50 people that I admire in this game and I'd like to see some of them win and so I have a funny feeling when you taste the bourbon-based red, the Sauvignon Blanc, I thought the rosé was uh, really interesting that I tasted. I like to get a better price for Wine Library on it. We'll talk about that tonight. Uh, But uh, in general, I think you're a good dude and I'm glad you're on the show. Thank you.